Hey there, folks. Can the government or the Supreme Court strike a balance between regulating social media and upholding free speech? I'm Aaron Young. Today, we'll find out. Now, streaming right around the world, this is Ticker Today. Great to be with you wherever you are joining us from. Also on Ticker Today, Google plans to relaunch what's called the Woke Gemini image tool. But first today... We are kicking it off with Ticker Hotshots, Veronica Dudos in New York. And Veronica, the Supreme Court now raising the pointer question regarding state-led initiatives at the moment about the social media giants. Obviously, a lot of concerns about free speech matching, I guess, trying to make sure that things are kept in line and things don't go too far. Talk to us about what we know here. Obviously, we think about Donald Trump being banned from Facebook for a time, also from Twitter, now being invited back. It's worth pointing out too, but he went off to start uh, his own truth social network as well. What role does the Supreme Court have in all of this? So these are two cases from Texas and Florida. And so far in closed door oral arguments, the Supreme Court justices seem a little a little skeptical moving forward in terms of how some of these social media platforms like TikTok, uh, X, Facebook, Instagram, how they would move forward in um you know, understanding what is allowed to be posted on their platforms and what wouldn't be. Yeah, and it's an interesting story because the Supreme Court getting involved, you know, it signals so much, doesn't it? It signals the idea that um, it can't be regulated. This is something that is really difficult for all sides. Obviously, you've got Elon Musk who decided to buy X or Twitter, turn it into X, fire a whole lot of employees he described as being woke sensors, and to move on in and to open it up. But obviously, there is that concern about things going too far. We are seeing it in the Israel versus Hamas uh, versus Palestine and the Gaza situation there now at the moment too, right? Yes. And the idea is setting standards in the digital age. And we are seeing technology moving so quickly, you know, especially when it comes to artificial intelligence. And so we're starting to see the laws trying to keep up with the technology. And where do we go from here? How is this going to work? And a lot of times when, you know, we are seeing inflammatory rhetoric that is posted or accounts, uh, you know, that are nefarious, people very quickly want to see the social media platforms uh, take action. So there's a lot that goes into this in terms of, you know, what rules and regulations they need to abide by country by country. Yeah, very much so. All right, let's move on to our next story now. Uh, This one here, we're talking about Boeing, as we love to. Uh, A recent investigation by an aviation safety panel revealing concerning aspects of Boeing's organizational culture, shedding light on a safety gap and also a pervasive fear of retaliation among employees. It's obviously one that we've been talking about, one that means so much because that uh, merger between Boeing and also McDonnell Douglas many years ago is said to have led to a completely different culture of Boeing, one that isn't so much about safety as it once was, but more actually in regards to trying to make a profit. Boeing, of course, hasn't been doing too well financially. It's been in a lot of trouble because of the max crashes and now uh, obviously a lot of investors dumping their stock for Boeing because of the concern about that door blowing out as well on the Alaska Airlines jet too. Absolutely. You know, and in this report, they they look to some incidents that happened in 2017 and 2018. And they were saying that they found uh, in a lot of different 
sections, a culture where people were not, uh, you know, looked upon favorably if they spoke up. And so this is quite alarming when in order to flag any potential safety hazards, you know, somebody would need to say something. Uh, and, and so the fact that this was ne not necessarily, uh, you know, the culture in the company, it, it is quite alarming. Oh, absolutely. It's alarming. It's something that I think it's the worst fear of many of us. We expect when we get on one of these aeroplanes that everything has been thought out. I mean, think about the security we have to go through to make sure that we're doing the right thing. The least we can hope for is the workers at the factory are doing the right thing. And if they see something, say something, and that something is heard. Now, it does come down to whether the outsourcing of the fuselage to Spirit Aviation, they're the ones who are building the fuselage, the big part of the plane we all sit in, um, whether or not they uh, the outsourcing is actually working. Boeing also, just like Airbus, builds much of its plane in different parts of the world. In a factory not far from where I am right now, they make the leading edge, which is the bit that goes under the wing of the 787 Dreamliner and the 777 as well. And that gets shipped over. We saw at the beginning of the 787 program, program, the Dreamliner program, the wings that are actually made in Japan arrived at the factory in the United States and didn't fit because, of course, doing things in separate locations can lead to a communication breakdown. It seems that communication is Boeing's enemy right now. It really does. And as you mentioned, when you're talking about outside sources, third parties, other companies, who is responsible for what? And, and sometimes in these cases, you can think another company checked it out. So they do really need to streamline this because, as you mentioned, travelers are certainly doing their part. And uh, it already is a lot in terms of traveling with other issues that aren't even uh, related to safety. Yeah, very much so. All right, uh, let's move on and talk about this one at the moment. Uh, it's a, an unbelievable story that just keeps giving. Uh, we're talking about Google Gemini, if you haven't heard of it before. Uh, they've announced their intention to now reintroduce, bring it back, the artificial intelligence image generation software, Gemini, the next few weeks after temporarily taking it offline. We've been learning so much, haven't we, about the man behind this and his uh, what many refer to as his woke past, a bit of an agenda here. It is surprising that one person could have such an impact at Google. Before we, we talk about it, I want to bring up some of the images we are referring to, right? So let's have a look here. Um, this is what happens when you ask uh, about Greek medieval uh, and some Greek gods there. It turns out that according to Gemini, uh, they were black. Let's have a look now at some uh, heroes of America's past, the four founding fathers of the United States. There's George Washington uh, down there as well. And, and perhaps my favorite is a medieval king from the United Kingdom. Uh, if you Google uh, Gemini that, this is what comes up. I mean, look, very handsome chap, obviously, and I get what they're trying to do because of the concern about the opposite when ChatGPT came out and AI essentially hadn't been taught the difference between these things and black people in the past were being brought up as white people, according to AI. So, uh, obviously, an attempt was made to try and fix it, but it went very far in the other direction. The issue is there wasn't the outrage. 
So this is uh, definitely very interesting. This was a story a lot of financial companies were carrying quickly. You know, still waiting to see the potential in terms of uh, you know anything happening on Wall Street because you're looking at this expensive software. It's the new technology, and and of course, so many different generations are interested in trying to harness AI power. Whether you're a baby boomer and you have your own company and you're trying to just streamline emails, or if you are Gen Z and you're trying to look up and information and you're writing a paper. So when you see these uh, historical inaccuracies and these errors, it really kind of shoots some holes in the fact that uh, AI is the end-all be-all. And so they need to definitely fix this. Obviously, this is with their announcement and saying that they are going to uh, pause it and have to relaunch it. But even the vice president said there's going to be things moving forward that, you know, may be wrong or, uh, you know, could be um, offensive to some people. And when they see it, they'll deal with it. So is that good enough? And that's, you know, the question that- It's just that surprising to me that it got this far, consumers. right? It's surprising that this yeah. wasn't something that the testers at Google would be working on right now, mm-hmm. that they would release something into the wild, uh, something that is so politically charged, particularly in an election year, um, as getting race incorrect about historical figures. I mean, we've got statues here in Australia. I know you do as well in the United States where it began being cut down of historical figures. It's a really um, very much charged, uh, topic at the moment. People are really, uh, it's very divisive. They take very strong views on it as well. It's very hard to believe that it got past the censors, the people uh, involved in these sorts of things at Google. Right. Let's talk about our final topic. Um, looking forward to getting your thoughts on this one, Veronica. Young employees are increasingly opting to take mental health days off work, citing rising levels of common mental disorders such as anxiety and depression, um, something that uh, obviously we take seriously. I've had a number of employees over the years who needed to take time off and and completely understand why, because um, things are changing. I was having a conversation over the weekend with someone about why are younger workers perhaps not as in tune with their jobs as maybe we were. I'm 41 years old. When I was 25, I believed in climbing the ladder. And it was put to me that maybe one of the reasons, and I'm keen to get your thoughts, Veronica, is that buying a house is out of reach now for so many young people, that the thing that kept us on that ladder was the idea of being able to buy a house and what would happen if we couldn't. We didn't. We were told how bad it would be to rent forever. And given that, that there's now a separation between the ability to buy a house and work, that maybe that is the reason why the younger generation um, aren't kind of saying, oh, I'll push through. They're actually saying, nope, I need a day off. What do you think? So there's this uh, term that's been coined, doom spending. And this is very much into the line of a lot of Gen Z uh, you know, members thinking that they may not ever have that dream home. And so they just want to spend, whether it's uh, objects that they want, trips that they want to go on. And, you know, this could potentially also play into this thinking that things are so bad. There's so many problems around the world that we just want to try to live in uh, the moment now. You know, that could be the thinking behind certain things. And of course, when there are uh, medical issues, you know, and doctors are involved, and of course, there's uh, laws in, in different uh, jurisdictions for, you know, what oversees this type of, you know, mental health and what's mm. available to employees. You know, what's the fine line between someone really needing this versus, you know, just wanting to have some fun. And unfortunately, that is uh, definitely something that happens. Well, it's, hard and, know, right? uh, it's hard as an employer yeah, to know when someone is. says that they're having mm-hmm. a mental health day 
whether or not it is fun or whether it is actually needed. But I think the point is, is that it's happening more and more. Now, it is happening at a time where employers are encouraging employees to ask, are you okay to talk more about mental health? Mm -hmm. And it might be one of those things that the reason we are seeing it is that younger people feel more comfortable to talk about something which is a real issue as opposed to older workers with that British mentality, keep calm and carry on. It could be a business culture that we are seeing change, you know, ideas and values change in societies as, you know, people stand up and and say that they don't like things how they are. So we could certainly be seeing that happening in a professional setting. All right. Veronica Dudo, the host of In America Today right here on Ticker. As always, thanks for your time. Thanks. Nice to see you. All right. And that's the program for now. And remember, you can take part anytime. Let us know your thoughts on any of these topics. Use the hashtag ticker on X or, of course, email us news at tickernews.com. Aaron Young, hope to see you soon. You're watching Ticker. We'll have more in just a few minutes. 